everyone. It's Alexa. And Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Alexa's nostalgic teen movies. Oh, shit. Are we lagging? Are you kidding? Wait, wait. Hold, put your hand up and I'll say numbers. Okay. Three. Three? This is a five. Oh, no. I meant I was going to say the number and oh. you were going to show it to me. <laughs> when I said put up your hand, what I actually just meant was like, be ready. <laughs> hey, Should we start with the one that I hated and get it out of the way? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Which one do you think it was? Wait, we're talking about six movies and two of them I've seen before, which are Lizzie McGuire and Princess Diaries. Okay. The other four that we're going to talk about, I have not. So out of those four, which one do you think it is? Oh, but you only know three of them. Was it the one I don't know? No. John Tucker? She's the man. You're kidding. Hated it. I'm sorry. Hated it. Oh, you're going to make some enemies. You know what a quotable (laughs) movie that is? Oh, my God. That was the movie that my friends and I quoted more than anything else. What what was it that you hated? Her accent that she did when she was a boy. (laughs) The way she cleared her throat every time she had to switch back and forth. It just got so old. A lot of these, my picks and yours, are cheesy, but in an ironically good kind of way. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get there with this one. I tried. I I did. When she was playing herself, her character's self, I liked it and I thought she was great. I haven't seen Amanda Bynes in a lot. In fact, I think probably the only other thing is Easy A. Wow. And that was really after, like, that's much later. She's already had some stuff happen personally and then rebounded a little bit that was already like second wave amanda bynes that's not this is the og where she was like on all that and nickelodeon shows and these kinds of movies that is so funny because i was thinking that you watching it you would see like how much of a shame it is that you know, the things that have happened to her and how talented and funny she was. And that comes through so much in this one for me. Despite not liking it and finding her boy character really grating, mm-hmm. I definitely thought she was great. I can, so I can see why people loved her or do love her. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so surprising. <laughs> you I guys don't be mad at one. me. It's okay. <laughs> it's every nobody will really be mad because they know that so many of these you had to watch them at that time. I thought that I was going to hate more of yours for that reason. Like I was nervous to not like them. And so were you when you, when you were showing them to me, you were, I'm surprised you only came away not liking one of them, but I would not have guessed she's the man, honestly, (laughs) because it's just so it's one of the ones where like, it's still quoted. Now I saw a TikTok the other day of some of a a reel of all the quotes that come out of this. And they were like, like lip syncing along to it. So it's, it's so withstood time that I didn't know that that was especially because Channing Tatum's in it I know you were not the biggest fans but he I can't believe I forgot to say this that that was another reason why I didn't like it because he was horrible 
he his cringe is at level 1000. Yeah. He is such a horrible actor. He's always pursing his lips. But despite all that, I do have a favorite quote. Okay, tell me. Tell me what it is. I wonder if it's on my list. I'm going to see you on the soccer field and we'll settle this all then. <laughs> I truly don't know why it's so funny. I have a list of them and they're all that kind of weird phrasing which is what makes them so funny that's actually not one of them but i have just some quotes i want to rattle off the first is uh, when she breaks up with her boyfriend at the beginning end of discussion yeah, fine end of relationship when she runs into her sister's boyfriend her sister's boyfriend her brother's girlfriend and she's looking for him and tell him to give me a call if he wants to stay in it okay okay does he have your number 1-800-BIOTCH um, when she first gets to meet Channing Tatum and uh, he's talking about soccer and she goes, You know, bruh. So uh, you play the beautiful game, bro? Brothers? Brethren? When she tells the coach, I have to be a shirt. What? I'm allergic to the sun. The Illyria song that the principal sings to her when she goes into his office and he sings Welcome to Illyria. And it goes on for about 20 seconds longer than you think it will. I'd like to say, welcome. Welcome to Illyria. Welcome, 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 welcome to Illyria. And then, of course, the most iconic is when she's breaking up with her brother's girlfriend at the pizza place and she's running around and screaming and then she ends it with... And it is worth noting that, um, just because I didn't say it at the beginning, this is based on a Shakespeare, just like uh, 10 Things I Hate About You is. This is based on Twelfth Night. I'm glad to know that because they quoted it at the end. Yeah. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And some have greatness thrust upon them. And then immediately after this, I watched Lizzie McGuire, and within the first 10 minutes, they quote it again. As William Shakespeare once wrote, be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. That was nuts, right? I did the exact same thing. This was the first one I watched, and then I watched Lizzie. And when his her father quoted it in the first five minutes, I was like, what is... I do not remember this being like the quote of the time. It was also back-to-back -back cheese wheels. Yes! So Lizzie McGuire, you had already seen, right? Yes, and I have to say, I I have no idea why. I don't remember when, where, or how... I don't know. That's so weird. Because you never, the, the show was not at all, like no. you didn't watch it at all. This was a huge movie though when it came out. The teacher is so hysterically funny and perfect. Miss Ungermeyer. <laughs> I love perfect. her. Attention parents, shut your pie holes. You will get to experience the delights of La Chita Eterna. Rome, the eternal city. You don't want to read the info packet? Gordon. Mm -hmm. Well, I think in Italian that means a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda. Huh? <laughs> yeah, come on, check those bags. I want to see that junk in the trunk in a seat looking neat. Oh, Gordon, you are on the list. And the list is not a place you want to be. What is this? Only in Rome, huh? Piece of that? Piece of the Younger Meyer? I didn't remember a lot of it. I didn't remember that Paolo 
is actually the villain. Re- oh, good. So you had so the that twist was nice. maintained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the purple costume she wears at the end. I wonder if Hillary has any of those. Do you think she got to keep any? She's so young that I wonder if she like thought to keep them when she was yeah. that young, or even or even felt like she could ask. Right, she was, she was like fifteen, kid. right? Yes, I think so. Let me look it up. How old was she doing Lizzie McGuire then? Really, really young. I was listening to her do an interview about Lizzie McGuire, and she said that um, when they filmed it, they filmed there's probably I think two seasons, and they each have like twenty four episodes, I think. And she says they filmed it all at once in like six months, so. So her memory of Lizzie McGuire is so different than people's because it came out so slowly compared to when she filmed it that she almost doesn't remember that much from filming it because it was in such a condensed frame of time. Wow. Let's see how old she was. Yeah, 14. That's how old she was. Normally, when someone's playing a character that age, they're like 26. I know. Or maybe, well, no, I guess they usually play 18-year-olds, but... But still, they're normally older than they are. But no, they because I'm thinking about this time frame. And I think that was true of a lot of Disney Channel and Nickelodeon shows that the kids were actually as young as they were supposed to be in the shows. Wow. Because Miley definitely was when she was doing Hannah Montana. And I'm thinking of like even Stevens, like Christy Carlson Romano and um, Shia LaBeouf. They were young when they were doing that show, too. And they were supposed to be like in middle school and high school. It makes sense why so many of them have such horrendous trauma from it. Yeah, because they were doing real full adult jobs at 13 and 14 years old and being exposed to all of that stuff. Well, on a lighter note, I do have a favorite quote. Tell me. Lizzie does a cartwheel and then says... iconic song starts playing as she's signing all the autographs oh my god the soundtrack i know i already talked about it in our soundtrack episodes but i am obsessed with every single song that plays in this movie it's genuinely good it holds up to this day how was it watching this scene because i know when um you listen to our episode and i put the little clip of the acoustic what dreams are made of song that they sing in the empty hall how was it seeing that scene now that you had heard the song amazing i love her outfit in that scene too she's wearing like a long skirt and her hair's up in a bun she looks so cute i love the um makeover scene when she goes to meet with the designer to get pick her outfit and she walks the runway with all those iconic outfits yes <laughs> like i, I like I yes is all i can say <laughs> the one that sticks in my head the most is the igloo i want to call it a dress yeah i guess it is a dress i and i love i think the one that sticks for me is the chrome one where she's got the tabloids on and there's oh like my god little like snowflakey looking things hanging down amazing one of my favorite quotes for moments and it's because it's so cheesy and so ridiculous i remember thinking even as a kid that i was like okay when they're on their little date and they end up in the square looking at the fireworks and she's looking up at the fireworks and she's like it's so beautiful and paolo goes yes you are looking back Paolo is such a cringe villain the whole time that when you know he's the villain it's like you're a villain (laughs) He's buttering her up and playing her the entire time and telling her exactly what she wants to hear. It's actually a cautionary tale. Yes, that you should not be swept away by Italian hot pop stars. (laughs) Or men at all. 
in general. When he sits her down at that little cafe and he's telling her the whole plan, it seems like he's like a diabolical villain where he's setting her up that Isabella can't sing and she lip syncs and then he does his cheesy little sing. I'm like, you scumbag, how dare you try and take credit for her career? It's the best when he gets exposed, though. It's also great because almost every single one of these types of movies, the villain is a girl. That is so true. And so for Isabella to emerge as actually the hero and save Lizzie and everyone is very cool. And funny you say that because Lizzie's roommate, Kate, Kate Sanders, in the show is um, and you have it a little bit in the beginning you can see that was her arch enemy always she was the meanest girl in school she had a posse of girls that were behind her they were always fighting and she was always the villain of every episode and in the movie they make her almost like a good guy there because they want paolo to be the sole villain of the movie as he deserves when she's backstage the one the one of the quotes that always sticks with me is when she's her and gordo are trying to convince lizzie that paolo is the one that's lying and she's like lizzie who are you going to believe this boy you are knowing your whole life or this boy you were just meeting who says, you shine with the light from the sun. Poor Lizzie. She gets her little heartbroken in that moment. She's all teary-eyed as she gets to go change. But she has her true love, and now she can also be a famous pop star. Exactly, because she's staying at the Coliseum. So next is John Tucker Must Die. First of all, Jesse Metcalf is gross. He's disgusting watching this again i haven't seen it in a long time and i'm trying to remember when i first saw it if i thought he was really hot but there is not in the beginning i can't even see what the appeal is from all these girls wanting to line up to date him they had to make pen badgley horrible with that horrible hair in order to believe that he's not the hotter of the two brothers you know what kind of bothered me a little but i've been weird about pen lately on the fence of cringe about him (laughs) but (laughs) There are too many times where he plays the savory good guy that it makes me, and I know the way he is in real life, well, the way we all think he is in real life, Mm -hmm. which is a really good guy and a genuine guy, and maybe you balances it out, I hope. Because something feels... No, I I, I hear you. There is an undercurrent there. They're all very similar characters. He would be a very, very easy person to play Archie's game with, where the character is just transforming from role to role, because... From this to Easy A, it's the same guy. He barely even has any different things to him. He's literally the same character with the same function in the story. Yeah, and why is he so drawn to characters like that? Because he was sort of that guy in Gossip Girl, too. Yes, sort of. That was the birth of that guy. Well, yeah, but he also did horrible, stupid shit, too. True. In season one, for sure, he's that guy to a T. Once he's obsessed with Serena from afar, and he wants to save her, and he dates her. It, It is weird. It's also weird that they don't even kiss. I thought they kissed at the end when she sees him, and then he just walks away. I'm like, oh, okay. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I did have one question in my head the whole time, which is, do you know Ashanti just as an actress? No, I don't. But I don't know that I could name her songs. If I heard them, I would be like, oh, yeah, this is Ashanti. But I don't. 
I can't conjure them in my brain. One of the funniest parts of the whole thing was unintentional is when Kate comes out in that lingerie to seduce him <laughs> and she opens up her robe and her abs are airbrushed. She has, no she has our, our path syndrome. Oh my God. That's so funny. One thing that I don't know that I've watched it since I watched One Tree Hill. And I have to look up when this was happening. Did this happen before One Tree Hill or after? I got to imagine it was after because Sophia Bush being in the car is a definite reference because in the first or second episode of One Tree Hill, she's in the back of one of the main guy's cars and is like undressing like to seduce him. And it's almost the exact same thing that happens in this. And I was thinking, wow, that's so funny that they would like call back on that. My favorite line from this is is one of hers. After the away game and everybody's wearing thongs in school and she's on the phone with um, Ashanti and she's saying, I'd hit him with my car if he wouldn't make a body cast of fashion skates. For real, though, he escaped everything. He twisted his way into owning everything. How sleazy is it when he takes her on the date and they get in his car and he puts on Elvis Costello because his brother told him that that's what she liked? Ew. He's the worst. I hate that conversation with him and Penn when he's like... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think she's your type, though. Girl is my type. <laughs> All right, well, then then maybe uh, you're not her type. She's into stuff like old-school Elvis Costello. She listens to obscure podcasts. She reads Dave Eggers. You know, she's, she's deep, man. Dude, I'm deep. I'm dating the poetry club. I was so glad he told her right away. So John asked you to spy on me? Yeah, he heard we were lab partners, so he's having me tail you and find out what I can. Although I am supposed to be playing it cool and, and not giving anything away. You're like the worst spy in the world. Yeah, or, or am I the best spy in the world? Who's waiting by the phone and who's chatting at the girl? It's the kind of movie where she wouldn't find out till the end that Penn told him yes. what her interests were. And yep. she would be mad at him about that. Mm -hmm. But he went and told her right away. I was really glad. There's such an iconic use of Dirty Little Secret by All-American Rejects in this. When it started playing, that opening riff of that song, is it takes me back to exactly this year. Next is Stick It. Visually, it was very cool. I loved so many of the overhead shots that were really geometric with bold colors. I, mm -hmm. I really liked it. And I was so excited to see it was the same director as Bring It On. Yep. You can kind of tell. Once you know, you can almost see how they're very, very similar. She hasn't done that much in recent years. I wish she would. Yeah. She should do more of these types of sports movies that are in Right. We're like a they're not like a classic sports movie. They're almost, they're like a teen sports movie. This one always sticks out to me as mo as most movie-ish. It's like not as corny of a plot. It's it's uh, to me I I think of this as like a center stage of your kind of group where it's a little more elevated as far as plot and things that happen and there's more serious Jeff Bridges is in it. There's more serious actors and they had the real people just like you had some ballerinas we had Nasia Lukin at the end and a couple other gymnasts at it's that version on my list is what I was thinking when I was making it yeah I can definitely see that I did think it was a little long kind of dragged at times I thought but I loved when they all what's the word like scratched it is so exciting when the first event happens and she gets screwed by the score and then Haley steps up and scratches i i think that whole like the momentum of that once she does that is so good 
Did she just scratch? An intentional scratch from Haley Graham in event finals? This has never happened before. Never seen this before? Back-to-back -back athletes scratching intentionally. Because of the scratching, it looks like Mina Hoyt is going to be the new national vault champion. This is unprecedented. I have a question for you, actually. The main girl, it, does she have gymnastics experience? She must, right? Because there were a bunch of times where it didn't look like they were using a body double. I tried to look this up because I didn't know the answer. And I figured it would come up because so much of it is based on the Like, there's so much gymnastics in it. Like, did all the actresses need to know it? And I don't, I can't find it. I can't find the answer as to whether or not they picked people that specifically had gymnastics backgrounds so that they could could do some stuff and then use some doubles because I can tell sometimes, but a lot of the times I really can't tell that body doubles were used. One of the other reasons I think she must is that she's actually quite tall for an average gymnast. Mm. So if they were going to mainly use doubles, I don't think they would have cast her at all. And you're right. There's so much that we see that it's it's her doing that she has to, at least at least in the sense of maybe she did it in school or in college or something and really didn't take it beyond that, but was able to brush it up a little to do some stuff. I liked that her two best friends were guys. I thought that was nice. Right. And that she has no, like, there's no romance there at all. They are just her best friends. And it fit perfectly with her energy. She seems like the kind of girl who would have all guy friends. In a genuine way, not in a yes. weird, like, purposeful, I'm a girl's guy kind of <laughs> way. <laughs> Was it weird to see um, Emmett from Twilight not in, in Twilight? Ew, I hate him. <laughs> Is he even acting anymore? He feels like he's stuck in that time period. I don't know. It seems like not really. He's in he's in some random shows, but nothing that substantial. The only quote, the quote that anybody knows from Sicket is Stop being so nasty, Joanne. It's not called gymnastics. How did I not even catch that? That's I don't amazing. Know. It's so good. All right, next is the Princess Diaries. When I thought you hadn't seen this, I couldn't believe that you hadn't. Yeah, I only saw it for the first time maybe six months ago, and I loved it just as much on the second watch. <laughs> Her physical comedy during that state dinner is incredible. She's I know you are a little on the fence sometimes about mm -hmm. her, but I think she's everything. One physical thing that was an, ac an accident, actually, is when she's up on the bleachers with her friend and she falls and she plays it perfectly because you would never know that. The first time I saw this, I paused it at that point and had to look it up because it the fall looked so real yeah. that I thought that had to have hurt. And how many times did she have to do that? <laughs> I looked it up and found that it was real. Yeah. And yeah, she handled it perfect, and, amazingly. And, and the other two in the scene were amazing too, because they half plated, half weren't, so that it could be left in the way it was. Because she was like, Are you okay? Like, are you good? And then he like runs with the umbrella, like as if maybe she might have hurt herself. But it's realistic enough that they could have left it in as still a comedic thing. It's so good. <laughs> I love stuff like that. 
How shitty is Lily of a friend? That is the biggest takeaway of the whole thing. She's the worst friend on planet Earth. When she first sees her makeover, I was like, girl, you have to reel it in. Are you okay? Oi, who destroyed you? Oh, um, you think it, it looks that bad? You look ridiculous. You should sue. Well, um... I know that it's, it's a little you know, straighter and shorter. Weirder? What I really can't understand, you ditched me again yesterday when I really needed your help on the Greenpeace petition. This bag. You have one of these bags? You know, we could hawk that and feed a whole third world country. I mean, you used to care more about what was inside your head instead of on it. Come on, Mia. Fess up. I don't know where you are these days, and now you're turning into an A-crab wannabe? You're morphing into one of them. And who knows, next week you could be waving pom-poms in my face. And then she apologizes shortly after. I'm sorry Uh, I was harsh, and I, I don't know what else there is to say. And I'm like, okay, she had a moment, fine, we can... And then 30 minutes later, she's basically doing it again. After all I did for you, you know, I kept your royal secret. And do you know how hard it is to have a cable show and keep a secret? And saying it's because she thought she was going to lose her friendship. Fine. I'm glad you identify the reason, but stop doing it. And and then later when when all everything goes down and Mia is apologizing to her for being a bad friend and that she doesn't want to be a princess. And Lily's like, well, I wanted you to. Well, congratulations. You got your wish. I'm not going to be a princess. You're not? No. But I want you to be. What? I didn't mean it. Just the green monster of jealousy came out because you were Miss Popular and, and I thought I was losing my best friend. So I got angry and upset and hurt. And I told you, I need an attitude adjustment. Literally this whole time you've been nothing but negative and awful about the whole experience. And you're telling me now after I've said I wouldn't do it that you wanted me to. How about when they're walking up the sidewalk? No, please, and she, please. Is that not the most savage line you've ever heard in a movie? At least your dad's still alive. Hey, I thought you were getting over that. It's been, what, two months? Come on. How could someone write that for a movie? Lily sucks. Luckily, so have you, you didn't watch the second one after you watched this one, did you? Like back in six months ago Uh, when you did? Actually, I think I did. Hold on. Let me check my letterbox. This might be controversial, but I actually prefer the second one. It's a little more fun to me. I mean, I love this. This is the OG. So of course I love it, but I am partial to liking the second one more. Has your boyfriend Chris Pine in it? And and they made the dis- the smart decision. Lily is barely in it. She has a couple of scenes and she's actually pretty funny, but they cut her. <laughs> I think I started watching it, but it's not logged. So I must not have finished it. Hmm. It's very good. I love Sandra Oh so much that I don't even have the words to describe it. Gupta. Uh, no, sir. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. The queen is coming. When her grandma is sitting there with her hand, resting her face in her hand, and Sandra O oh is posing, trying to be like her, and then she's so flattered by everything the queen says, even when it's not a compliment, she's taking it as a compliment. She stole the whole movie. I wish she would have been in it way, way, way more. They really missed an opportunity to feature her more because everything she does is hysterical. When she hands her the tea, 
Mr. T, Your Majesty, I'm sorry Thank we you. don't have finer china for oh, that's you. perfectly all right. And she's so excited to review the security plans with Joe to get her out of the room. She's honored and privileged that she will have the opportunity to discuss the princess's security measures. Have you ever seen Under the Tuscan Sun? No. She Did you know she's in it? We talked about this a, a, a little bit ago. You told me about it because there were a couple of people in it that I didn't know were in it at all. You would like it. She's amazing. Also, doesn't her mom is annoying too. Very. She's so crappy also. Gives her bad advice, doesn't help her with things. She's like on her own fully, which is again why I like the second one better because her mom's barely in it. It's like all her and Julie Andrews, <laughs> which is all we need. The, when I first saw this, I remember thinking for solidly half the movie, man, that kid looks so much like Jason Schwartzman. And then looking it up and finding out it's his brother. Did you know that? Do you know who that is? Do you know? I know the name. I don't think I know who it is. Which means then if you don't know who Jason Schwartzman is, then that means you also don't know that that kid is cousins with Sofia Coppola and Nicolas Cage. No, I did not know any of that. So who is Jason Jason Schwartzman? He has a hard name to say. Who, who is that? He's been in every Wes Anderson movie that's ever been in existence. Oh, okay. I've seen his face. Marie Antoinette. Have I ever seen him in anything? You've seen Marie Antoinette. No, I have not. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. With Kirsten Dunst? I haven't seen it. Alexa. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> I know you think you're not going to like it because you don't like period pieces, but it's not. It's it's modern and it's colorful and it's beautiful and amazing. Okay, I'll watch it. No, I haven't seen a single thing this man's been in. Was it not clear that they wanted Chad Michael Murray and couldn't get him for that douchey guy that she goes on the date with? Because it seems he was a discount Chad Michael Mudface. He really was. <laughs> They had him act like him and dress like him and his hair was the same style. I think they wanted him and he was busy, honestly. (laughs) And how was your girl Mandy playing the same mean girl that she is in so many teen movies? Amazing and perfect. And it's so funny. I need to know if it's in her contract or if whoever the director's producers are. That she sings in every single thing she's in. Is that her song or is that a song I'm supposed to know? Is that like a real song that she's covering or that stupid Cupid song she sings that's echoed in my head for eternity? Stupid Cupid, you're a real mean guy. The way her voice cracks on Cupid, forever ingrained. I remember when this came out on Disney Channel, they must have had some kind of, I don't know if it was a commercial for it or just a compilation where they would take clips from teen movies of the time. And her saying shut up when she finds out that she's a princess played on Disney Channel hundreds of thousands, not millions of times. Me? A, a princess? Shut up! Was this a Disney Channel movie? No, 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 no. It was it's in a theaters, real. Right? It was a Disney movie, but it was not a Disney Channel movie. It was in theaters. Princess, look out the window, and welcome to Genovia.
right. We're at the final one. Lay it on me, baby. High School Musical. Oh, my God. I never thought you would. (laughs) I knew how much you wanted me to have seen it. And you even told me that you wouldn't force it because you thought I would hate it. And... (laughs) like struggle to get through it, I think he said. Yeah. But I knew how much it meant to you. So I watched it. And when I tell you that I loved it. No. Loved it. Want to watch the second one. We'll watch this one again. Loved it. I never would have thought that there's so much singing. Hated most of the singing. Actually, you know what? That's not even true. I hated about half of the singing. Some of it was great. And some of it was so (laughs) cheesy that it was amazing. The whole thing they do in the cafeteria is the worst thing I've ever witnessed. (laughs) And I loved every second of it. I love Vanessa Hudgens. I already knew that from Princess Switch. I already knew I loved her. Loved her in this. I thought it was perfect. There was nothing I would change. I honestly could never have guessed that this was going to be the reaction ever. I just thought there was too much singing that like the movie, if they took the singing out, I knew you would love it because it's just iconic, but they sing every 30 seconds. They are bursting into song. And so much of it is bursting when they do karaoke at the beginning. And then a lot of it is on stage. I figured that you could get past, but there's so many scenes where they're just the teacher halfway through becomes a villain. Wait, she does. Yeah. She she sides with what's her name with Sharpay what does she do do you not remember I don't because of course this was one I didn't rewatch, even though I've seen it thousands of times shit well that's my fault because I kept it from you (laughs) that's okay (laughs) I have a question though Mm -hmm. in the beginning when they all get detention is it 15 minutes I don't remember. I need you to go back and tell me because Zac Efron is so talented. Is he not the most amazing person? Do you realize I cannot explain fully the crush that I had on him from this? There's a lot of discussion on the internet about like phases of Zac Efron and like when you love him. And people think like he's in his height now, like he's the hottest he's ever been. But to me, there is nothing more peak than high school musical Zac Efron. That is his apex. When he was like, Dad, I can be a basketball star and a stage star. The championship games, they don't come along all the time. There's something special. Yeah, well, a lot of things are special, Dad. But you're a playmaker. (laughs) Not a singer. (laughs) Did you ever think maybe I could be both? I love him. (laughs) There's something about the way he sings and dances. You can tell how completely comfortable he is in it. A lot of times when guys are doing those kinds of roles, especially in these like teen type Mm -hmm. movies, you can almost feel a little bit where they're like, oh, like my friends are going to get on me about this in real life. That they're not totally comfortable or they're just doing it because the movie calls. He's in it, baby. He is present. He is going for it. And it... It's wonderful to watch. Living in my own world. Didn't understand that anything can happen when you take a chance. It's so true. And what's funny is that actually on his singing, in the first one, his voice is mixed with drew seely he was another like disney guy and it's because i guess his they didn't feel his voice was strong enough but in two and three it's all him and you can tell i think he's an incredibly talented singer incredibly talented 
It's no good at all to see yourself and not recognize your face. Out on my own, it's such a scary place. The answers are all inside of me. All I gotta do is believe. I'm not gonna stop, not gonna stop till I get my shot. That's who I am, that is my plan. Will end up on top, you can bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on you. I'm gonna watch them both. Honestly, I cannot explain to you. The second one? is the perfect summer movie. I can't, I'm so excited that you're going to be watching it during summer because it's about summer vacation. They all get jobs at Sharpay's dad's country club. <laughs> so the whole thing takes place at like a golf course country club. Oh my God. They have a song at the very beginning that's about the end of school and like summer vacation. I think next summer we have to do an episode on all three. Oh my God. Not, I never, truly never believed that this would happen. Well, believe it. It's happening. What was your favorite? Do you have a favorite song? Were any of them that you liked? I would have to watch it again to mm-hmm. really decide if I had a favorite song. There were none that stuck out to me, mm. but but in the opposite way, there were none that I really like, thought. this is torture. Yeah. <laughs> My two favorite moments, musical-wise, are the very beginning when they sing Start of Something New on the karaoke machine, just because the twinkly lights and the setting and what she's wearing, she looks so gorge, and they are totally adorable. This could be the start of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. And the and how she falls backwards off the stage a little bit, and that yes. guy catches her. Yeah, and then of course the end when they sing "Breaking Free" because there's nothing more iconic than "Breaking Free." We're breaking free. I realized that your teen movies feel younger than mine. Yes. When I was asking myself why that is, I realized that when you were 17, 18, whatever, I think you were watching like adult, like just regular movies that everyone was watching. Yep. The kind of teen movies I had for like older teens, mm-hmm. I don't think they made when you were that age. They didn't. And a lot of our teen movies are about like freshman year or going into high school or the, the it's not about being in high school, being 18, like going to parties, drinking. Like none of mine have that at all. I even noticed watching them. I'm like, wow, these really feel like kids movies and yours don't feel like that at all. Like Can't Hardly Wait and She's All That. Those don't feel like kids movies. They feel like teen movies. Mine really don't. The only one on this list, I think, is probably John Tucker feels like a teen movie. That's the closest to the regular teenage high school. Yeah. And um, Cinderella Story definitely feels... I know we didn't watch that for this, but you've seen it. It's definitely younger feeling, but it's still a truer teen movie than 
a lot of these others. But I mean, Lizzie McGuire, they're graduating middle school. So they're fully eighth in eighth grade when they're in that. And then she's the man, I guess they're technically in high school. But you're right. That doesn't feel like a, a, a teen movie either. It feels like a kid's movie. What year were you 16? 2011. I was 16. I want to see like what you had. Okay. Mean Girls. Yes. Monte Carlo. That's not a, kid, that that's a kid's not a, movie or teen? It's a kid's movie. The Inbetweeners. I've never heard of that. Me neither. Footloose. Not a teen movie. Breaking Dawn. Yeah. I, it looks like there weren't any. They just weren't making them. Easy. Oh, Easy A, I guess. Yes. Yes. Easy A. We had more like rom-coms that were adults. They weren't teenagers, but rom-com. It was a huge rom-com time. And also... um. Our Disney Channel movies all felt like kids' movies, but they were coming out when we were into, you know, middle school and high school. Oh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, that came out when I was in high school, but I felt older then. It didn't feel like I was... That, like it felt young for you? No, like, like I don't know. I, I It's funny. You're right. It's a, It fits the mold, but for some reason, I don't think of it in the same breath because as the it others. wasn't. You know, because it wasn't formative for you. You, yeah. were, all, you were like already formed. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. That's so true. That's it. That's the reason. <laughs> the last song, that was probably like a big one for me. I, like that one feels like right in that one feels like such a high school movie to me. We should do that in the next one for your part two. God, that's such a good movie. So how do you feel about them all? Did Do you feel like my reactions, responses to them are what you expected or? Well, High School Musical definitely shocked me. And I didn't expect you to hate. I expected the reaction to be more lukewarm about all of them in general. So I was surprised for you to not like She's the Man and to like like the other ones because I was expecting it more to just be like, yeah, it was a because you're real. It must really feel like you're watching a kid's movie when you're watching these, because even for me, it kind of feels like that. And I watched them as a teenager and didn't think that as I was watching them. So it, I was expecting you to have even less to say and think than you did, actually. On the whole, did you did you like them? Yeah, I can imagine that if I was the right age when I saw them, I can see I can see why they were your choices mm-hmm. for sure. And we left some iconic ones off. Like, I know you've seen a Cinderella story, but that one's really we already had Hillary covered, but that's an, a, a, a staple. And we didn't have any Lindsay because of we didn't pick Freaky Friday. So Lindsay Lohan being missing from the list is also apparent because she really needs to have one on here. I have seen Freaky Friday once, although Mm -hmm. I don't really remember it. But from having seen The Parent Trap and Mean Girls so many times, any Lindsay ones that I haven't seen, I like already know how great they are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think you were going to pick it, but I just wanted to rewatch it. I rewatched Herbie Fully Loaded. It was so much more cheesy than I even remembered because it's been it's probably been 10 15 years since I've watched that like I watched that when I was a kid and I haven't seen it since it was so much cheesier than I remembered but also so good Michael Keaton plays her dad and um Justin Long is her love interest and um the villain is somebody too I can't think of his name Hang- Wait, I think Justin that- Long I yeah. feel like he's so much older than her hey Siri how old is Lindsay Lohan Hey Siri, how old is Justin Long? Justin Long is nine years. Oh shit! It doesn't seem that way. What was she fifteen and he was twenty four? Like what's happening? I hope not. Let's look. (laughs) Now we have to look that up. But I think I think Matt Dillon is the name of the actor. Yep, Matt Dillon is the villain in it. Is that the only thing you've seen Matt Dillon in? No. 
Oh, okay. I've seen him. <laughs> I just couldn't think of his name. Hey Siri, what year did Herbie Fully Loaded come out? That's what I was just going to look up. Did you hear how she just said that? Herbie. 2005. Hey, Siri, what year was Lindsay Lohan born? Lindsay Lohan was born July 2nd. 86. So she was 19. Oh, thank God. And he was okay. 28. But so, at least she at least she wasn't like a kid. I am yeah. worried they were filming like a she's 17 and he's <laughs> he's, he's 45. He's not come across that way in the movie at all. I guess they like made her more mature and him like more mm. not mature. Who's surprised? No, but it's a great movie. It's a remake of an original movie, but it's I will good. be watching it when we do part two for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do your part two as well because I because like we covered so many of the iconic ones. I want, I'm sure I'll get into some deeper cuts for your second part. And those are always where like the gold is buried. In my part two, we'll watch the click, which you won't, it'll, you won't understand it, but I'm going to try and give you the, the, if anybody has ever seen the click, try and explain to Catherine what it was like. The book series had a chokehold on us. Like you don't believe there was so, uh, let me look up how many there were there was dozens of them and they weren't very long and they were about this like popular clique in high school they were called the pretty committee and um like an outsider moves to town and like mixes it up oh my god it is indescribable have you ever seen now and then no i don't even think i know what that is 15 there were and and we read them all, baby. They only made one movie, though, and and, and you'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very ready to embrace it. It's one of the worst movies you'll ever see. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, DM us and let us know what we should watch for part two. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify. Till next time. Bye.